Welcome to the Struggling Pastors Podcast, real conversations about ministry and life with Israel Gomez and Tian Doan. This podcast is a recording of a real conversation between two friends who just happen to be struggling pastors. What's up, Israel? You doing good? I'm doing good, man. What's up with you, dude? Um, man, uh, I was just uh, listening to uh, last week's um, last week's podcast, and uh, you know, I, I share like this answer prayer about uh, finding a new house. Yeah, and I just, uh, man, I uh, life sucks again because that house that we thought we had that was a huge answer of prayer. Um, uh, it fell through and we're, we're looking for a new place again. Um, so that kind of sucks, right? That majorly sucks, dude. I know. I might have to move in with, with you pretty Um, soon. We're ready, dude. We, we got a trailer, uh, that you loaned us when we first started planting and (laughs) (laughs) that ain't going to work. Oh man. I'm so sorry, dude. Do you have any other leads? Yeah, but, um, it's. This one was good because the timing worked out where where um, we're hoping to, you know, secure the place but not move in for two months. Okay. Because, you know, we already got our place already um, paid for for the next two months, our current place. Okay. So, you know, we're trying to thread the needle, but it, 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 it's not going to work out. And so, yeah, we're trying to save money, too. You know, mm-hmm. and and every so, struggling pastor is, dude. Struggling pastors are trying to save money. Yeah, trying to, yeah, absolutely. So, we, uh, hey, we just had Mother's Day. Uh, oh. How was it for you? Anything new, oh, dude? Did uh, you guys do anything at right. church? No, no. Uh, you know what? We actually, um, so our hospitality team, they gave out these like, glass nail files where we're, they gave it to every woman. It was, and that was really cool. Um and uh no it was a good day. A nail good file? A nail file. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, yeah. You know, what? if we did that, because our church is mainly like Vietnamese people, I would get uh, these ladies get mad at me. Like, hey, what are you Why? trying to say? What Vietnamese what people just do nail <laughs> we just do nails all the time? What? What is oh, that? Dude. What's this racist thing? <laughs> so I couldn't, oh, we couldn't do that. Nail file. <laughs> so yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, that is crazy. Yeah, we give people flowers and <laughs> stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> safe flower. <laughs> I know. Nails. All right, <laughs> that's yeah. good. I did know. Well, that's that. the stereotype. Oh, I don't know. I don't know where people are listening from. The but the stereotype is you know Vietnamese uh, ladies run all the nail shops around where we are. So I don't, know, I don't do nails. So whatever. yeah, I haven't had my nails done for a long time. I I've got done, done it once. once. I got done once. Uh, one time. One time. It was uh, for it was uh, for my wedding, and the ladies who did my nails said that they were the worst nails she's ever seen in her whole life because oh, um, I bite my fingernails and I have this nervous twitch where I I rub like I do this thing with yeah. Anyways, it just it looks like I got it got hit by a hammer. My thumb, my thumbs do so. But uh, yeah, worst nails they ever seen in their lives. That's what they said. Yeah. Yeah, so. yeah. Well, hey, hey, do well, I get hey, to ask today? Uh, yeah, yeah. I was going to invite you. You know, we ask uh, each other questions, and today is your time to ask me a question. So, uh, uh, you got one for me? I do. I do. Okay, here we go. Hey, look. Um, you know, pastors have in, an insanely busy schedule. They love what they do. We love what they do, but they have an insanely busy schedule. Schedule, and um, they get major interruptions at times. What do you do? How do you deal with interruptions, uh, uh, Tian? What's what's up with that man? What do you do about it? They're gonna. I know they happen. They. So what do you do? 
how do you deal so with I, interruptions? What's the background? It sounds like there's a background. You got uh, something going going on there. Um, okay, so you know one of the things that I I do, and I've 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 learned to do this from some coaching over the last couple of years. But I I now keep a pretty strict schedule. Well, pretty strict. I'm man, I fly by the seat of my pants by wiring, but also, and I'm I'm f- very flexible. But I have a schedule. I have a, of what I, you know, my I have my top six things that I'm I'm working on, and they are blocked into my schedule, and I and I try to stick to it. But there's always an interruption. Maybe it's it's a phone call, and um, or you know, it's someone that uh, you know that's they maybe they're on their team, and you take that phone call, or they stop by the office, and people just want to they just want to be with you. They want to they want to visit with you. Um, and those are great things. And I, and I, I take those opportunities, but sometimes it, it can kind of, it can impact just, uh, the workday. And you know, one of those big things you have to do when you're pastors, you got to write a good sermon, the best you can do every week. And, um, and it just takes time. And so in those things, um, that's one of the things that can be interrupted. So yeah, what do you do about that? Uh, and let me just say this, look, look, it, it even happened today. Like, you know, great conversations with a couple different guys I'm investing in. And, uh, you know, one's a phone call, one's a walk in and, um, I'm going to take those opportunities, you know, but, uh, but for you, how do you deal with those? Yeah. Well, um, I'm not, I'm not great at this either, but I, I learned to, um, have systems that, that really help me to be productive. So, so the, the, it's not that you don't want to remove interruptions, right? It's more of the question is like, how do you be like practically productive? I think that's maybe the, you know, how do you still get your stuff done knowing that in pastoral ministry, there's, there's going to be interruptions and, and, you know, some of the best, you know, like, as you say, um, you know, your guys popped in or someone gave you a call, like some of the most fruitful, um, conversations or times that we, we, uh, can be, you know, used in ministry are unscheduled time. Right. So, so like when a, when a dude pops into your office, um, you, that's an opportunity, uh, for, to speak into their lives in a, in a more, I don't know, more strategic than any sermon you can give. So, so I don't know if I would necessarily see that as an interruption, um, of, of ministry. Cause it is ministry. Now, now here's, the, here's the thing. Like, I don't, man, I don't want you to lose it. That's beautiful. But there's some guys, um, uh, wired that are really achievers. And so they're very annoyed by the interruption. And, I, and I'm, I'm talking about pastors too. So I got, um, man, so keep going where you're going, but I want to, I'm kind of, yeah. I'm curious about what your thoughts are. What, what advice would you give a pastor? Well, that I, I become that, um, by, temperament i'm not i'm not really that achiever type getting a lot of things done but in the past i would say i don't know seven eight years i've really become that i've become a a a guy that you know lives by my schedule and and i have lists of things i need to do you know there's just a lot of a lot of goals that i have and I, i i i i you know i so um i would say in this conversation, what we're saying is like, how do you get your stuff done even, you know, when interruptions come? So, so like, first off, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't have a problem saying, you know, Hey, um, I'm busy. Um, it's hard when someone pops in to say hi, but, um, you know, 
there's this opening usually when a person's like, Hey, are you busy? That you like say, Yeah, kind of. <laughs> you know, I'm kind of working yeah, on some yeah, stuff. Yeah. This this might not be a great time. Or to say, Hey, thank you know, but but for for me, um, you know, when someone number one, I don't think people pop in. Like they, they text me first or they call me or, the, you know, um, so it's, I, I don't know, our office seeing situations a little bit different, um, you know, cause you, um, but, uh, yeah, sure, people, sure. people don't tend to pop in to, to see me. It, it'll be harder if it was uh, in person, but, but when, you know, when, when a person texts me like, Hey, you busy, you got something like, I don't have a problems, uh, or like, Hey, are you available at this time or this time? And, you know, um, I have no problems with saying, uh, I'm sorry, I got an appointment. I got a previous engagement or, you know, the, uh, let me check my calendar. And wh- what I do is I block out my calendar with specific, um, mm-hmm. not just not just appointment, but I, I block out my calendar for specific tasks, you know, like say, hey, this is sermon prep time. So mm-hmm. on my calendar, I'm blocked out or, or, you know, hey, this is my writing time. You know, I'm working on writing some some stuff or I'm working on this. So I'll block out my calendar with uh, very specific, um, you know, my the, my task and my goals. And I can honestly say to my person, hey, uh, the person is asking me for an appointment or, hey, um, are you busy at this time? I could say, let me check my calendar. I was like, you know, um, no, I, I got a previous appointment. You know, I, I already got an appointment. I don't tell them that that appointment is is with myself and the Bible, and I'm just reading. Yeah, yeah. You know, but but you know, I have no problems with with, with doing that. So, so your schedule, your that schedule that you've done the work to put together, or uh, allows gives you the freedom to to put boundaries to to say no when needed. It also sounds like you're saying, hey, look, yeah, I'm also saying yes. I'm saying, man, mostly just yes because this is an opportunity where. I can speak into this person's life in a way that I don't get to on a Sunday, um, you know, with a cost, with a conversation. Yeah. So, and, um, and I've learned a lot from, from a couple of different mentors, you know, you and I have been coached by uh, Brian Howard. He has a good blog called a, uh, it's a context coaching. Yeah. Um, so check out Brian Howard context coaching. Uh, one of the things that he talks about is, is um, uh, creating an ideal week. Did you uh, do that uh, project with, oh, yeah. with Brian? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's ideal, where I got it. Yeah, this ideal week. Okay, it's like, what does your ideal week look like? You know, how many hours you need for sermon prep? You know, you got to put that into your schedule, and and it has to be there. Or how much hours do you need for for meetings? How many hours you need for? And, and you just create an ideal week, and you try to stick with that. Um, so that that's uh, that's a, a good helpful tool. But another another one is. Um, uh, Kerry Newhoff, you know, he does the Kerry Newhoff leadership podcast. Yeah. He, he has Love this him. course called, um, I, I forgot what it's called. It was something like maximize something. Uh, but it's, it's really about time management yeah. and organization. Uh, and, and what he says is this, that, um, you, you can't, you can't really manage your time. Um, because no one like you time, we can't control time, but what we really manage is we have to manage our energy. So his, his premise of the whole course is this, that you need to do your, you need to do your best work when you're at your best. Right. Mm -hmm. So like if you're a morning person or like, like think about what is 
most necessary, most important thing you do? Is it leadership? Is it preaching? Is it, you know, spending time with God? Is it prayer? Sure. What, whatever yeah. is your most important thing? Um, you know, is it meeting with your leaders? You know, what, whatever it is, whatever your most important thing is, you got to prioritize that task and do your best work when you're at your best. Mm-hmm. So you got to figure out when when you're high, you know, have high energy and low energy. So like for me, I do my most important work in the morning uh, early on, like, you know, um, everything that's creative. I I get done before lunchtime Um, and and usually meetings and people want to pop in. It's it's usually in the afternoon. And like I, I actually set time for that. Uh, it's okay if a person um, mm-hmm. comes in, quote unquote, interrupts me during my admin time. You know, when I'm working on just administrative stuff, so that doesn't that doesn't bother me uh, so much. But um, you know, I yeah, do yeah. I do value that morning time. And um, now this is a crazy thing. I, I used to never be a morning person. You know, I've always been like this creative thinker and used to just stay up all night, you know, working on a project, writing and thinking and, and designing, creating things. You know and, what? It's a really quiet time. It, it, you know, it's almost like the search for a quiet place, Yeah. you know? I mean, I, I, I could be wrong, but that's what it feels like. Cause I've done that too. I know yeah. exactly. So, 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 but I, I, uh, that was inconsistent because it would just mess up the, the rest of my day. And it's and terrible. So I just actually, um, had to retrain myself to be a morning person and I get up really early in the morning and I spend my creative time in the morning and no one bothers me in the morning because because you know no one no one does that so my most important work is actually done you know at 6 a.m so I don't I don't get interrupted because no one calls no one's going to text you or call you at 6 a.m right Um, to ask you a question Um, but I I, I'm up I it's crazy um, when I tell people this, it's crazy. Uh, they think I'm nuts, but I I do I set my alarm for 4:45 a.m. and mm-hmm. I'm 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 up by 5:30. I'm working. You know, my goal is to be already uh, working on on my most important thing at 5:30, yeah. which usually is writing. Um, you know, writing something either if it's working on a sermon or writing you know one of my book projects. So I really like what you're saying about the morning, like that being it. Look, it's probably it's the best place. It's the most productive time for the kind of work that we do. You know, our, our mind is fresh. It's ready to go. And it's uh, sounds like, man, it's a great time and place to do that. And some of those other things you can block. And, I, you know, look, I, um, uh, I block those things in the afternoon, like phone calls or whatever. Most meetings in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, uh, no, that's worked out really Really well, man. Hey, I want to go back real quick. You said something about, you know, hey, look, something about, hey, I don't want to say no to those those interruptions. This is a great opportunity to minister to someone. And I mean, you know, you made me like it's it's fresh on my mind. Like we're going through Matthew right now, but right at right after, um, you know, chapter seven and in like eight through nine, it is just a list of these healings and interruptions that just like, you know, Jesus comes down the mountain and it's like the leper, you know, and then the centurion guy and he's got the the paralyzed, you know, um, uh, servant and, and on and on, you know, that woman who's bleeding and, you know, he's on his way to help someone. To, yeah, to Jesus kind of gets a little impatient, right? He's like, he's kind of like, man, these people, you know, he, I'm trying to just, do, I'm trying to be with my disciples. 
And these people just keep on coming up to me, asking me to heal them and all that stuff. Right. So he, 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 he gets a little bit impatient, but he actually spends time and he heals them. Right. He totally does. He, he takes the time to, to deal with that. Yeah. So, so, so anyway, I, I think there's just something to that of just, uh, you know, not getting so, I mean, we, we want to focus our time to get that work. want to focus on the best place to work on that time, work on that work to accomplish that work, but being available and open to the interruptions uh, in a way that makes sense. Um, so, so how good. do you, how do you do time management? How do you, how do you try to manage your week? And like, um, you know, even the way you ask that question, it, it, it shows that you have an ideal um, week and our ideal work schedule or, you know, workflow in mind. And then you get interrupted from that, that workflow. Yeah, I do. I, I you know, look, I had the um, similar coaching. It was Brian Howard and his ideal work week. It was a great thing to go through. And I actually, I put it on the board. He tells you, Hey, create this thing and stick it on the board. You, you figure out your top six. Um, it's related to questions like, you know, what is it that you can do and no one else can do, you know, the things that you really need to focus on and that, but the, there's something in me that, um, that still gets distracted pretty intensely. It's, I am easily distracted by stuff and I can just move on from project to project. And so it's a constant discipline to stay focused on one, one thing, you know, that block. And so the block really helps me, but it's really hard. I, I, I listen to some people describe that um, you know, how they block out time and they just really, it's just like easy for them. Like, yeah, this is when I do this. And, but the struggle I have is I can't just say, okay, here, be creative. You know, like sometimes it, sometimes it doesn't work that way. It kind of, some things hit you when you're not ready for it and interruptions hit you when you're not ready for it. So, but how I, I, you know, I have it blocked out, but I do struggle with, uh, saying no. I've always struggled with saying no just, uh, for hang time. So if someone hits me up, it's like, and it's like you, it's not just like coming in the office, you know, uh, send me a text. Do you want to get coffee? Yep. <laughs> I'll go do it. Um, so it's just been an ongoing, uh, discipline to, to really stick to the schedule. And I do not do it perfectly at all. It's helped going through the discipline of creating that schedule has really helped me. Um, but my most natural tendency is just to say yes to all these people. So they so have, you know, what, what's the thing? I and mean, why do you say yes? Is it cause you don't want to let them down? Uh, no, I, man, the big, I just like, I just enjoy hanging out and talking to people. And, uh, I don't feel like an internal pressure, like, uh, Oh, I feel like I would let them down because I do say no. And I don't feel, I don't have like anxiety or feel like, uh, like I'm, I don't, I don't, uh, yeah, I don't feel like that's not hard for me. It's not hard to say no in that sense. If I, you know, I don't, I just, I got to do this the right thing right now. So, um, but it's just the, the pleasure that comes with just, uh, spending time with these people, you know, that's, that's really, so it's kind of a reward for your kind of extrovert. That's, that's totally fair to say it's a reward because I'm energized by it. I take pleasure in it, in the conversation, in the relationship building. But the, the, the struggle is it can impact just the work that you've got. You got to get done, you know? And so it, it sounds more like yeah. procrastination than, than interruptions. Cause you actually <laughs> want to be interrupted. 
<laughs> I don't know, man. I don't. Right? I, um, I'll say yes. I don't know. I don't know. I, I actually really, I really don't know the answer to that. But I, I yeah, I'll, maybe. But I will say yes. What about what about um, setting? You know, uh, putting on your your ideal work week. Um, you know, two or three times uh, for like planning for interruptions and planning for meetings and doing it at a, at a time where you know you're less creative. So you, you need you need your creative energy, you know, like when you're like you said, preparing a sermon. Right. So uh, or, or totally. whatever else you need to do, um, you need your creative energy. You know, you need to be focused there and and um, like whatever if it's in the morning for me, it's in the morning. So I don't take any meetings in the morning. Um, and when people call me, Hey, can you, you, you have time? It's like, yeah, sure. Three o'clock. I can't do anything at three o'clock. Like my mind is gone. I can meet with people, but I can't do anything creative. I can't make uh, any good decisions on, on, you know, it's just like my mind isn't there anymore. Uh, but I can meet with people like, like, Hey, let's, let's coffee at three o'clock. It's great. You know, um, you got time. Let's meet over there. And that re-energizes me, the people side. But the, the creativity side, I need to be alone with my thoughts and my mind. And I know that. Um, and, and, and you know what I do? I I block. I try to block out the world, man. I, um, you know, I got an app um, on my Mac that that um, it's it's that Pomodoro technique. You know, you heard of Pomodoro? No. Right. Um, uh, but okay. The word Pomodoro in Italian means tomato, but, um, there's, there's this thing, uh, what they say for creatives is like, uh, uh, some people call it like kitchen timer. Cause, cause I guess in Italy, their kitchen timers are, are shaped like a tomato. Um, so they would set, um, they would say like, like, uh, 25 minutes worth of focus and then five minute break, 25 minutes, focus, five minute break. Now, what I do is I do 45 minutes of focus and take a 10 minute or 15 minute break for an hour. So so during that time, I set up the the, the Pomodoro, this little app. And I, I set it up and um, it also blocks my Internet during my during my 45 minutes of focus time. So I, you know, and I turn off notifications or do not disturb on my phone. Dude, I, don't I get love it. that. I love so, that because look, here's the thing. So look, I, for example, I mean, I'm talk, I can talk about a lot of other blocks on my calendar, but like the preaching block or preaching prep block, I, I block out four hours at a time, but no, no it's, I, I totally, I, I naturally will take these breaks. It's like, okay, check email. But dude, those still those things also will interrupt my devoted time. But sometimes you just need a break from your creative time, you know. But I love the idea of tomato time. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what else to Pomodoro. call that. Pomodoro, just Pomodoro. Yeah, look, it uh, look it up. There's a bunch of apps that that you you uh, um, you know you could on your iPhone or whatever. Um, the one I got from you know for my MacBook. Um, it also blocks the the internet during that time, so you know um, it just shuts everything down. So I can't, um, you know, you you can't you can't check the internet. You can't, you know. Oh, let me go over here and check. You know, you you you're, you're thinking. Now you have to do your research. You know, you're not you're unplugged right. for your research too. But usually, um, where I'm at is is like if I'm writing, I don't want to. I just want to be writing. I already know what I'm gonna say. I did my research. You know, 
So I take it in chunks. Like that's successful. If I if I can focus for 45 minutes in an hour, right? So so if you think about it this way, if you got four hour block, um, you're working, you're focused for three hours and you're taking an hour break. But that's three focused hours. That's that's pretty good work. And that's pretty much all um the most I could focus in a day. If I get three focused hours, that's it. Like, like, uh, there's a diminishing returns after, after that. So I don't try to, I, I only do one block of writing a day. Um, mm-hmm. you know, I can't do, uh, you know, I cannot have that, um, uh, amount of deep work, um, for longer than that. Um, by the way, that's another good, good resource. There is a guy named Cal Newport. He wrote a book called deep work. He's written several books, but uh, I really recommend that. And it talks about how how there's certain things that you do that um, you got to go deep in. And creative work, writing, and sermon prep, that's deep work. You can't just do it shallowly. You can't just do it for you know an hour at a time. You need a real um, a real block of time to 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 dig down. So um, yeah, I recommend that. Um, if you got Audible, it has Audible. You know. Um, Cal Newport, Deep Work. It's yeah, pretty good book. Yeah, I've heard, so dude, what what else? Yeah, uh, um, push back, push back, push back on me. Any other uh, thoughts or questions about this? I oh, actually you think know, you you you're you're more dealing with procrastination. <laughs> procrastination, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. There's something in yeah. deep in my why, soul why not? that. Um, no, no, I, I don't think it's uh, procrastination because I I. I have to move from one, I tend to move, work on a couple things. I kind of toggle a couple things. So I'll work on something for a while and then, uh, and then I'll kind of do that other thing that, that doesn't take uh, creative work in the midst of my sermon prep. So it might be, I'll I'll double check like uh, a work list. I have a, yeah, that's terrible. That's terrible for productivity. So what, like you cannot, you cannot multitask especially when there's creative work involved, you can't multitask and you can't like, you can't fast switch from one thing or another uh, efficiently because um, it takes you so long to get to that level of, of thinking of, of deep work, you know? So that's what Cal Newport saying that every time you switch from one thing or another, you're losing so much in the transition. So instead of like what, what you said about, about, you know, having four hours, um, yeah. like if you're doing something creative, yeah, you need a block, you know, you need a, a chunk of time because it, it takes you a while to get down to that lower level of, of deep work where you're really working really hard and you're really being creative and, and you're getting to it. But if you, if you stay shallow, you're like, Hey, I'm gonna work on this an hour and then I'm going to do my uh, things to do list and I'll answer some email. Like, like you've already, um, it'll take you so long to get back to that deep spot, you know, that you had. Um, when, when, you know, you, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, no, no. That's, that's good. That's good stuff. Um, I mean, cause usually the way we approach these things is just from, I don't know, background wiring, whatever, you know, uh, it's, it's like, Hey, look, the squirrel. I mean, it just kind of depends on who you are. I, cause, but yeah, no, it's just been, a, it's been a, a lifelong thing for me in how I approach work. And, and now I know for the planter in particular, like there's a season where you're doing, man, a lot of different things. There's a lot of different things that just they've got to get done um, in the, you know, 
as you're building because when you're building it's just it's kind of it's an incredible incredibly busy time where you're trying to you're setting up teams you're identifying team leaders you're training them you're setting them free to help out in certain areas and um and all those things take time in the midst of doing all you know the preaching prep and everything else so but uh man i appreciate that's actually that's really really interesting deep work you're the second guy who's mentioned that book um and i'm gonna take a look at that deep work because i've always put my block i i have blocks so in principle i have blocks but then i have this free you know freedom to sort of like i'll check my work list or whatever i'm like okay those are my you know and i still schedule those things out for the week you know i look at there's certain things i can get to for the week and others that they're not they're not going to happen this week but it always interrupts uh one of the deep areas of work, which is a sermon prep. So for me, um, interruptions are not in the form of people. They're in the form of those, those uh, mental squirrels that you're talking about. My interruptions are, you know, like, Oh, let me check Facebook. Let me check an email. Let me check this or that, or let me check YouTube and see what, uh, you know, um, what Stephen A. Smith says about the, the game last night, by the way, did you watch those basketball games? Amazing, amazing basketball games. Uh, uh, Toronto Raptors and oh my goodness. Uh, anyways, um, uh, like I say, uh, squirrels, fans. right? Squirrels. Yeah, <laughs> squirrels. So um, no, no. Well, well uh, let me ask you this: Aren't there moments where you're on a project, whether whether it's preaching prep or something else, it's something you've devoted time to, and the mental squirrel comes, and it's actually a really amazing idea related to something else. What do you do with that? Yeah. What, what, so. But it's really good. It's, and you're like, I will not remember that later. But that's really that's a great. Maybe it's a solution to a problem you've been dealing with. Yeah, and it doesn't well, come to you during your don't, time. Don't. Uh, this is what I learned. Um, don't. Number one, don't lie to yourself. It's it's not that great of an idea. Whatever you just came up with in that moment, <laughs> it's really not. It's really not that great of an idea. Because if it's that great of an idea, uh, you'll remember again. And uh, I listen to a lot of a lot of really creatives. Um, you know, Stephen King and there, yeah, I, I follow, um, the author, Stephen Pressfield and they always talk about, okay, like, um, don't, don't worry about capturing all these thoughts and all these things because you, you're going to have so many different ideas and, and motivate motivations and, and, and inspirations. It's like, but the, um, the really good ones, they'll stay with you. Like, just, you got to trust yourself, got to trust your intuition that it'll come back. If it was really that good, it'll come back. And, and so, um, just stay focused in doing what you're doing. So w- one of the things that I've learned is just to enjoy the, the moment and not think about the future. Like, this is what I got. The only thing I have to do now is, you know, uh, in this, in this next hour, I need to come up with, uh, just a main thought for my sermon or, um, I, you know, or I, I got to come up with a, a basic outline of my sermon in the next couple of hours. And that's all that's all that really matters right now. So I just I, I set myself a goal. And like if I accomplish that goal, I'm done. Like I don't need to, uh, you know, I don't like, oh, I got another hour. Let me push this. Like, like no, I'm like I, I accomplished what I wanted to set, you know, wanted to accomplish today. So now I could go off and do I reward myself. I was like, oh, I got some extra YouTube time in my schedule today because, um, you know, I, I solved that problem and I feel pretty good about it. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I think some of the times where you, you know, you um, 
uh, we get distracted and we, you know, we fall into temptation is that something's not working and, you know, we've been at it for so long and we feel fatigued, you know, and so we're looking for a distraction. So I, I don't know. Um, I kind of go with it to say, okay, let's just like, Hey, uh, this is not a productive day. Let me just set a goal. And if I accomplish this goal, man, okay, let me just go off and, and do something else, you know, for a while. But, um, yeah, that, that's kind of, that's my answer there. That's good. how I kind of deal with distractions. No, I appreciate it. That's really good because they come, they, they, you know what they hit, they hit more than, they hit everyone, but man, it's, uh, um, it definitely hits the pastor as he's doing sermon prep and everything else along with that. So it's good. I appreciate it. We got to ask, uh, we got to, we got to figure out one of these days, we'll ask the question of, of how do you, you know, how do you prep your sermon? You know, like what, you know, like let's do like yep, when do you work it. on it and, and we got to do that one of these days yeah so so anyway so uh uh what's the question that we're going to ask the uh the community um i think the same same question was how do you deal with interruptions what's your solution to accomplishing um what it, what you're trying to work on um what's your plan right now do you actually have a distraction i like the word distraction how, how how do you deal with distractions um, so, okay. First off, uh, if you're listening to us on this podcast, um, want to encourage you to visit our website. It's called strugglingpastors.com and that's where our podcast lives. And, um, uh, down below every episode, there is a comment section that we would love to, to hear y- you, um, answer the question. Um, how, uh, how do you deal with distractions? Um, so yeah, uh, give, leave us a comment there, or you could hit us up in uh, on uh, what what is our Twitter? It's struggling p a s. What is it? P s t r p s t r struggling p s t r because with so. Twitter you cannot have more letters than that. <laughs> okay, yeah. So uh, um, also we got a Facebook uh, uh, group that uh, you could uh, request for permission to join. So just search uh, "Struggling Pastors" on Facebook in the Facebook groups, and you'll you'll you'll, you'll find us. Um, so the question is, how do you deal with distractions? Uh, Israel, thanks for for bringing up the the question today. Uh, do you have anything else to, it, to say? No, that's it. That okay. is it. All right. Good talking to you. We'll talk to you next time. All right, dude. Later.